Hi everybody and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Caroline Crothers with Crothers and Jackson and today I have the absolute pleasure of talking with Lana Feng and Greg Costello who both work at Human AI. So welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Can you give me an example of some of the real success stories? I mean, can you give me sort of, these are some tangible things that we've done with our customers. Sure. Um, one of the, the, the examples is with one of our um, medical device clients in life sciences, right? Mm -hmm. So under the EU MDR and IVDR um, um, jurisdiction, they basically have to um, actively monitor the performance of their products and every single product that's commercially available on the European market, right? We're talking about these companies, probably hundreds, some of them have thousands of products. So this becomes just overnight when this regulation came into play, overnight um, became a huge hurdle, right? The estimate is about six to 7% of the entire top line revenue is gonna be used for um, post-market surveillance um, um, efforts. So what we've done is basically use these um, um, AI and technologies and being able to actually um, not only shorten that effort from a month for each product to minutes, we actually put a hundred product on the platform. So talking about shorten the time to value, right? Talking about um, being able to scale. And another thing is that um, everyone is under um, resource constraint, right? They cannot, if you go to Indeed, there's probably thousands of openings for post-market surveillance experts. Right, folks who can like manually read these publications. Yeah. So we basically um, could save them 15 to 20, these experts. So um, allow them to do way more with less, right? Allow them to meet the regulatory timeline. So it's value for them is huge. That's a compelling yeah. story. Greg, what's your favorite success story? Well, I, I think I would like to just sort of build on that because I think from a human terms, yeah, it's yes, it's important to you address the regulation, but from human terms, the product's out there in the market and sometimes it, things go awry and you're ending up with harming patients. And normally that process would take months to figure out because you'd have to survey all the physicians, efficient nodes, et cetera. We literally can rerun the analysis on a daily basis and determine very rapidly if there's any kinds of issues or problems. And, and I think it always gets back to the human level, AI for good, right? Is like what we're trying to do is yes, we're helping companies, but ultimately it's helping patients. I think that's fantastic. And before we move on, when we're talking about successes, because Lana, you just mentioned some awards that you've been up for recently and you just <laughs> received. So I definitely think that's worth shouting out. Could you just tell everybody what you've just won? Okay, great. So um, um, I, 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 um, I am the uh, sort of the 2023 cohort of women of influence for Silicon Valley Business Journal. So that's a very prestigious award. So I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. There's actually an award ceremony on the 19th this month. Uh, not the 29th this month. So um, so very excited. We just got the go ahead to kind of announce it. So we made the um, uh, the the the, the uh, announcement on Monday. So that's one thing. And um, more importantly, for the company, getting that recognition from Gartner, right? Because they are the expert. They talk with everybody. They're the leader in kind of you know, thinking about where does generative AI play, you know, they're very famous for their hype cycle and magic quadrants, right? So okay. they wrote a um, hype cycle for um, um, natural language technology last year. And then generative AI basically just made it completely obsolete, right? You had like, uh, uh, like 
sentiment analysis here, you had like gen, uh, a natural language understanding. Now it's basically you have one technology that can do all of the above. So um, having them acknowledge where leader in using generative AI for this particular complex vertical life sciences is a huge acknowledgement. So we're very excited, of course, as the CEO of the company, right? Being able to have that seal of approval will help us with kind of customer acceptance and all the good stuff that coming our way. I, I think it's fantastic. So a massive well done and well-deserved completely and totally. Oh, thank so you. Congratulations. Uh, what's next? I mean, this all sounds absolutely amazing, but thinking about a few years in the future, we've just talked about how fast this moves. For human AI, what's the next thing that you want to do, solve, create? So a couple of things, right? We're continuing to kind of... Um, build that sales pipeline, really getting that customer acceptance, right? Getting the buzz outs and saying, hey, there is a solution out there that could solve a lot of your problems, incorporating um, generative AI with life sciences. And mm -hmm. that's that's why like CDO Magazine has been so supportive of us, right? Having the interview and being able to collaborate on some of these initiatives. And um, and also another thing on the, on the technology side, I will let Greg kind of elaborate on the product roadmap, but it's very much about collaborating with our clients to build new use cases. And we clearly see um, the solution that the platform that we have right now is easily scalable. We can swap in and out different large language models. We can create a new use case in less than four weeks. Right. Yes. So really becoming this, like, where are the pain points? Can we come in, become that kind of de facto generative AI platform? That's kind of our lofty goal. Right. But then the end is always about, can we solve the data um, bottleneck, being able to accelerate <laughs> the uh, the drug development process, really, really benefiting patients at the end? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are some, some really interesting technology, and you probably don't have time for all of it that we're focused on, but the roadmap goes out uh, for over a year. I think one of the things that Lana mentioned early was collaboration. The, you know, all of life sciences is a collaborative effort. It's not, not solo. So our we're we're rolling out a chatbot, but the chatbot will allow for multiple people to interact with the AI at the same time. And so the idea is that you can ask a question, someone else from uh, a colleague could ask from a different perspective, and you can all interact with the AI at the same time. Uh, we think that will rapidly speed up conversations and sharing. And that's just one of the things we're working on. Uh, as Lana mentioned, multiple models. One thing we notice is that certain models are good at answering certain types of questions, not others. So combining multiple models, we're already doing that. We're finding it to great effect. Uh, and 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 so ultimately, I think with the, the we call it the, the dance of giants, we're all working on these big, large language models, being able to incorporate them rapidly as we have. We want to incorporate the new version. It's a matter of configuration. It's less than 24 hours to try out new models and see how they perform on the platform. Um, I, I think there's just a lot going on as well. I think what people are not used to is having answers at their fingertips. You know, sort of like a Google search is great for just searching for things, but getting actually analysis at your fingertips is an amazing thing. So now I think what people want is to do what if questions. Okay, well, what if I change this scenario? What if I do this? And so I see us moving that where people can really put in these different scenarios, put in their own data as a part of the analysis, and then just iterate very rapidly to come up with new solutions. Uh, I think this is an incredibly exciting time. Yep. One more thing I want to add is that um, what we're actually this year focusing on partnerships. 
Right. So we're, we're seeing this, how we can scale this. So um, give a shout out to the folks who are interested in partnering with us, right? Like the data companies or who are thinking about a broader strategy for enterprise in terms of generative AI um, approach. So we're open to, um, to those partnership discussions. So we definitely see those one plus one equals 10 approach in terms Amazing. of collaboration. <clears throat> Amazing. I think just because we're starting to wrap up a little bit, but I think before we do, considering some of the things that we've talked about, and actually you've alluded to some of the answers and some of your um, and some of the questions I've given you already, but about ethics and how you think about ethics within humor AI and how you think about um, tackling some of the big questions. Because let's face it, when we talk about ethics, it's a big subject. So, Lana, do you want to just talk about some, you know, the, the, the way you think about ethics? I think ethics is actually a big, big topic. And mm -hmm. I really, um, I, you know, Sam um, Altman, who was the CEO of OpenAI, actually has been advocating, even um, testified in front of US Congress and saying, we need regulation, right? I'm definitely yeah. with, with that, right? I'm not a doomsayer. I think um, AI can do so much good for us. But then I think um, regulation is really, really critical in terms of ethics, right? As a player in this field, we have pretty um, strict, like, you know, um, code of conduct in terms of, you know, do good and then helping mm -hmm. patients, right? So um, ethics, that's a big thing. But I think um, we can kind of garner, make sure like every other player will be ethical, right? So I think this is regulation comes in. But biggest challenge, of course, the field is moving so quickly. How does the regulatory body actually can move as fast as us, right? It's um, it's it's a huge challenge, but great question. Hey, Greg? Yeah, I, I, you know, one thing I, I say is we're we're a life science AI company. I think that's important because life science brings with it a whole rich field of ethics to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, do no harm is one that we, I think we're all familiar with. Um, and I think that that informs our position on this and and how we build it you, you 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 know we have to we have to have in our system the ability to audit and validate every single answer um and i think you know i i think that that this will we have to do it because it will push this in life sciences but i think other fields uh should also take this into account and think about how they're generating answers um for example we think about uh, misinformation and disinformation going out there so you definitely want to have a platform that can validate the answers coming out. Um, and I, I think it's a rich field. I think it will be, we'll talk about this forever um, because, um, you know, it's, just, it's such a challenge because you're, the, the systems are taking in data. What if the data is itself biased or incorrect? So that means it's going to generate, it has no, it has no gate by itself to stop that from being re-disseminated. So I think that this is a, a rich field, a right field, and I think it really garners a lot more attention. But luckily, I think we built this in from the day one, and we also our source data is is validated data, so not something we're just getting off of Reddit or some other place. Yeah, I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, there's some really interesting points here as well. We're actually hearing from from customers and saying, um, are the sort of the expert questions right? They are somewhat biased, right? Bias towards our education, bias by science. Oh, I wouldn't say bias by science, science is science. But then what we know, right? Are we, by asking questions, are we introducing bias into the models? So there are a lot of things to, to really think about. It's, it, that's what keeps it interesting. I think so. I don't think it's anything, it, I, it doesn't feel, ethics to me doesn't feel like one of those things you put a tick in the box with. It's something, it's a race you're always running. Yeah, and yes. ever evolving. 
and everybody should everybody should be hopefully so just before we close my left field question which i always like to throw in just to give you something so a picture yourself maybe 30 years in the future what do you hope you are proud of doing i i would love to say that we were instrumental in helping people rapidly find uh, new cures for cancer and other debilitating diseases, and that we made it economical and we made it available. Because right now, you know, we're we're very lucky in Europe and the United States to have access to top tier healthcare. But I'd love to see the the economics work out so that other areas of the world can easily have access to the same types of treatment. That's not a bad ambition. I like that. <laughs> I would echo that in a slightly different angle, right, is that um, we really see ourselves this platform kind of rising tide raises all boats. In fact, some mm -hmm. of our clients actually asking like, oh, do you collaborate with other our competitors as well? We wanted to do that. So our goal 20 years, like, you know, in the future and looking back, you can see, OK, our human AI's AI platform actually shortened the time to uh, market for develop a new drug from 10 years and 2.3, uh, $2.6 billion to a much shorter time frame and much cheaper. So therefore allow pharma companies to, to market those drugs at a much cheaper price and benefit a broad kind of stroke of um, patient population. So that would be a huge contribution from us. Wow, that would be a legacy to leave behind, wouldn't it? That is really impressive. Uh, thank you both so, so much. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you uh, thank you lana thank you greg for joining me today i massively appreciated it and i thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and for everybody else please visit cgomagazine.tech for additional in interviews of which there are many and fascinating so thank you all goodbye thank, thank you. you so much bye bye